Hello and welcome back to the Bible Companion series with P.H. Thompson. This is Exodus chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, the tenth plague, death of the firstborn. Nine terrifying plagues had already occurred. The Nile changed to blood, frogs, lice, flies, diseased livestock, boils, hail, locusts, and three days of darkness. None of these moved Pharaoh to do as the Lord commanded and let his people go. Instead, he hardened his heart. Then the Lord tells Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here, and when he does, he will drive you out completely. God had warned Moses before the first confrontation that Pharaoh would refuse to let them go, prompting God to show his power over Pharaoh and the other gods of Egypt first, so that the whole world would hear of it and be in awe or fear of God. Ten is a number of completeness. We see the ten plagues and the ten commandments. The idea of ten plagues means completely plagued. While these plagues came in waves one after another, we sometimes forget that with each one, Pharaoh had the opportunity to repent. The Egyptians were also given gracious warnings with some to minimize damage and loss of life. In preparation for their departure, and so that this group of slaves will have something they will later give back to God as an offering to build the tabernacle, he instructs them, Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. They did not steal from their masters. They merely asked, and these things were freely given. Did the people feel guilt as well as fear? We don't know. God had already told them they would be enriched by their captors in Exodus 3:21 and 22, and even 400 years earlier to Abraham in Genesis 15:13 and 14. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. So these riches were their wages for their hard labor. God is concerned about justice. Pharaoh would likely never hear of these gifts. Then we're told that this was supernatural. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. God made the Egyptians understand that the blame for these plagues and their great suffering and the ruin of their country was not the fault of Moses, but their own leader's obstinance. And Moses was admired, both now and because of his earlier history in the country. A different scenario may have occurred. The Egyptians could have retaliated and murdered all the Israelites and Moses, or they could have sent them away with nothing. But God intervened in history and turned their hearts and attitudes in favor of the Israelites. He continues to do so whenever there is revival. God makes people favorable to the gospel. So Moses announced to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, About midnight I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, to the firstborn son of the female slave who is at her hand mill and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there has ever been or ever will be again. But among the Israelites not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. 
all these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. God had already threatened this worst plague before any of them ever started, speaking of Pharaoh's intransigence in past tense as if it already happened, because it would happen, just as God said. Then say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son, and I told you, let my son go, so he may worship me. But you refused to let him go, so I will kill your firstborn son. Exodus 4, 23 This plague was threatened first and executed last. You'd think that after the first nine plagues, Pharaoh would at least hesitate, but no. And he had no reason to believe there would be only ten plagues. The time of the plague, about midnight, is specified, although the day is not. It may have happened that same night or a few days later. It depends on whether Pharaoh summoned him during the darkness or afterward, most likely afterward, and the Passover would, would require four days. The exodus would occur after this plague. So God shows his personal involvement in this plague as well. He says, I will go throughout Egypt. This would be the first plague to touch Pharaoh himself. His status as ruler and as a god would not give him immunity when God struck. This plague was a challenge to Pharaoh himself, who was seen as a son of the god Ra. Yet his firstborn son would die, and he was powerless to stop it. The firstborn son would receive a double portion of the father's estate, and he held an important position in the family and in society. This was a patriarchal system. In Egypt, the firstborn would ascend to the throne. This plague would affect all classes of people, from Pharaoh on the throne to a lowly servant. If there had been any animals brought in since the plague, uh, plagues on livestock and the plague of hail, even they would die. God was able to distinguish which among their animals was firstborn. Every family would mourn. To experience death at the same time throughout the country, they'd hear loud wailing throughout Egypt. Because they were anticipating it, no one would be able to sleep that night. This would be a unique plague. But the contrast would again be seen with the Israelites. No death. Not even a dog would bark against them. It would be quiet. No protest, no censure, no blame, no suffering. God would protect his people. This was the tenth reason why God was working this way. He protects his people and demonstrates his concern for them before a watching world. We're told, then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. This final announcement was made during the same final encounter after Pharaoh threatened Moses with death if he ever appeared before him again. Moses is angry at Pharaoh, as God is. Pharaoh threatened death, so did God. Although God had just told Moses that Pharaoh would drive them out, he was also told, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. Pharaoh should have capitulated already. He may have saved his son, but he would not do so until after it was too late, and even that would not be the end of the wonders God would do in Egypt. It says, so that, giving another reason why God hardened Pharaoh's heart so God could display his power. This was the eleventh reason. His concern was for his glory and power to be demonstrated to the world. 
Scarlet Threads. So what scarlet threads do we find in this chapter? God saw Israel as his firstborn, his life threatened by Pharaoh. God threatened to kill all the firstborn of Egypt. Jesus is the firstborn, unique son of God. He was also killed. Pharaoh's sin of disobedience and defiance against God led to God's glory being displayed. Even the worst crime or sin ever committed, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, led to God's glory being displayed by saving millions of people. God makes a difference between his enemies and his people and lets them see it. God will separate believers from unbelievers for eternity and let his enemies see it. Keep listening for Exodus chapter 12. May God bless the study of his word.